Well, well. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are in the sloppy states of America. It's a holiday. It is Sunday, June 19th in Japan, which is Father's Day. So hooray, dads. Hooray to my dad. Father's Day. We're going to get into the Juneteenth propaganda because it's another new holiday. I'll I'm going to smash that myth after this news about Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell received money from a victim. Judge ordered her to do so. It was a Bill Clinton appointed judge. Imagine my lack of shock. I wonder why he'd be like this. She got 1370. I'll read you a little bit of the story, uh, Tim Pool style. Gislaine Maxwell, British. I'm going to read. I'm not going to say socialite, okay? Gislaine Maxwell, the British pedophile, spoiled brat, and close confidant of Jeffrey Epstein, who's accused of helping Epstein recruit sexually abused underage girls, won $13.70 on Wednesday after a judge ordered one of her accusers to cover Maxwell's legal expenses. A woman under the pseudonym Jane Doe filed a lawsuit. Last year, accusing the spoiled brat of acting like an older sister when Doe was 13 years old, she accused Maxwell of grooming her to be sexually abused by Epstein and raped by him at age 17, Bloomberg reports. Doe dropped the case last year, opting to join a settlement offered by the Victims' Compensation Fund established by Epstein's estate, according to Bloomberg. So Max Maxwell's lawyer found a little loophole and said, ah, well, you dropped that case, but it was to join another one. So you're going to pay these legal expenses of $5 and then another one of $8.70. This is how petty and vindictive this woman is. You know, the, the these girls got raped and abused. They don't want to be giving any money to Maxwell, but she's ordered to give her the $13.70. $13.70. Bill Clinton appointed judge. Okay, it doesn't say the judge's name in this whole article, but I, I can tell you what it is because <clears throat> I got it right here. John G. Kotal. <laughs> There's another case he did, and this relates to Hillary Clinton as well because they were donating to her Senate campaign. But uh, judge dismisses suit accusing Yeshiva University of hiding abuse. A federal lawsuit accused Yeshiva University of covering up the sexual abuse of dozens of high school students has been thrown out by the judge hearing the case. Jesus. The lawsuit sought to hold the school former administrators to the former trustees accountable for hundreds of, hundreds of acts of abuse by two rabbis. Two rabbis for three decades abusing children in a school. It's in New York, though, so whatever. Privileged class. Privileged class during the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but the judge, John G. Cuddle, same guy giving Maxwell money and appointed by Bill Clinton of the United States District Court of Manhattan, ruled Thursday that it could not proceed because too many years had elapsed since the abuse took place. Oh, sorry. It's a long time ago. There are rabbis just raping children. No big deal. Is There's... 34 kids who got raped and abused by these rabbis. But, you know, hey, that was a long time ago. Yeah, we, we can rape. Statue of limitations. Unreal. That's the Bill Clinton appointed judge. 
And that's not the only case. You start digging through this guy's record, child abuse, sexual abuse, he finds a way to dismiss it every time. But he gives very light sentences to, you know, terrorists. 20 months in jail, that's it, you know. For people involved in the World Trade Center attack in 1993, no big deal. That's okay. Light sentence for terrorists, no sentence at all for pedophiles. But he'll give the largest living serial rapist known on the planet, uh, they'll make her victims pay her money. And a petty 1370. That's <laughs> that's the world we live in today. Okay. Uh, Shekel Chat's open, by the way. Let me remember get to Bigot Arena. Maxwell's is still in prison, at least. Different judge overseeing her. Good thing they didn't have the Clinton-appointed judge because he would have let her out on bail and she would have disappeared. We've got one from Lone Star Texan. Pops a cherry for five says Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. I got a big Spider-Man pillow this morning and a surprise cake with candles and seven different fruits. Pretty cool. Pineapple, cherry, kiwi, orange, grape, strawberry, and what else? Something. <laughs> and cherries. I think I think I said that already. Um, best dressed guest for three says Julius and Ethanol Rosenberg were executed June nineteenth. Happy June nineteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Juneteenth. It's like a little local holiday in Galveston or whatever. Some like Wikipedia nerds discovered about a year ago. Were like, oh my God, this is when slavery ended in the Confederacy. Because that's part of the cathedral's original sin, right? The, the white guilt, like as if that was some genetic thing of the Confederacy having slaves. Ignoring the fact that the Union also had slaves before, during, and after the war. And the North's the one that went over to Africa and the Caribbean and bought them and sold them into slavery in both the South and the North. But uh, this this is the epitome of the ignorance of history, right? I'm all for celebrating ending slavery, but it didn't happen on June 19th. Even if you limit it only to African slavery in the United States, it didn't happen in on June 19th, 1865. That's when some union general had an order to free some slaves in Texas. Texas hardly had any slaves in the first place. Uh, <clears throat> there, were <clears throat> there were more slaves in northern states than Texas. Texas is second largest in population, mostly Native American at the time. The Choctaw, who had slaves and freedmen, they had both, uh, still did not uh, liberate their slaves for years after. But here's the thing, and listen, liberals, Civil War is not about slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation did not free slaves in the North or border states. It only declared that slaves were free in the Confederate states, which weren't part of the United States, so it didn't mean anything. Lincoln was losing a war, and he was trying to cause rebellions in the South from slaves. And there were plenty of Southerners that also disagreed with slavery and, 
It was making an appeal to those people to hurt the war effort. Lincoln was going to do the Emancipation Proclamation earlier, but he wanted to do it after a northern victory, but they didn't have any. He waits till after Gettysburg to do his Gettysburg Address, and he desperately needed to keep the British out of the war. The British public was very anti-slavery. They had gone around policing the world, ending slavery. So where is the holiday for that, for Western civilization ending slavery in Africa and the Middle East and Asia? Because that's who did that. They didn't decide on their own to do that. Europeans made them end slavery, or at least made it illegal. It still continues today, unfortunately. And we still have sweatshop labor uh, and wage slavery and, and underground slavery. They still enslaved the Chinese well after the Civil War. But, okay, let's just talk about the 1860s then. Slavery ends in Texas June 19th, 1865. It didn't really, but that's when the order to do it came out. And it would have been, you know, close to that date when slavery is phased out in the South. But not the North. The North didn't end slavery until December of 1865 with the 13th Amendment because Kentucky and Delaware still had slaves. So did New Jersey. So did Maryland. So did Missouri. And so did Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. All those places, the, the last vestiges of slavery in the United States were all in the North. Slavery ended in the South before the North. That's the irony. Because they're not going to free their own slaves. They were using them for labor, for the war effort, as well as contraband camps. Grant's famous contraband camp. Look it up. Half the black people, and they, there are people that fled across the northern lines. They didn't end slavery in Tennessee either because that was under northern control during the Emancipation Proclamation. It was a southern state and fought for the Confederacy. But a large chunk of it was under uh, Yankee occupation, and they kept using slaves. They needed them to pick the cotton. They needed them for tents and uniforms and so on. So they're like, yeah, make them. Half of the blacks in the concentration camps or contraband camps, they call them contraband because technically their property, died. If they got injured or sick, they just threw them on the wagon along with wounded horses and carted them off to the graveyard alive and let, just let them die. They didn't care at all. They saw it as a tactical move to try to liberate slavery because it would hurt the southern war effort by undermining their labor. The South had very little industry. They couldn't beat them on the battlefield. They didn't have any major victories till Gettysburg, Vicksburg. Uh, sad. Uh, at least not in the Eastern Theater, which is where all the papers and stuff were. Lee kept Smacking them, and even after that, they went back into Virginia and lost again. The largest states at the time of the Civil War were not New York and Texas and Florida and or California. California was nothing back then. Do you know what the largest state was? Anybody? Give you give you time to write it in the chat. I'll tell you the two largest states. What were they? Nobody knows this. All right, it was Pennsylvania, by far, and Virginia. Virginia was the largest southern state and the second largest state, period. Pennsylvania was the largest northern state and, and the most populated state in the United States or CSA. 
and Virginia had not seceded from the Union until Lincoln put a blockade on them. They had slaves, so did West Virginia. Uh, Western part of Virginia was not affected by a blockade or tariffs because they're not on the water. But the rest of Virginia, all through the river networks were, and they seceded. Same with North Carolina. They had not seceded until Lincoln put a blockade on his own states and Tennessee, which used to be part of North Carolina. It used to be called Franklin. It was a failed state and became Tennessee. Kentucky used to be part of Virginia, too, uh, and seceded because secession's a thing. <clears throat> Same as West Virginia. If you didn't have, forget about Tennessee, North Carolina. If you didn't have Virginia in the Civil War, there is no Civil War. It's the most populous southern state, uh, and that's where you get people like General Lee, General Jackson, A.P. Hill. Like all the studs are from Virginia. I mean, I guess they still would have had Hoke and Forrest and some, but Lincoln blockaded his own state. Three of them. Because they didn't want South Carolina to have a free trade zone. And the attitude was let them go until all these northern bankers and newspapers started saying, nah, -uh, you can't give us the tariff of abomination and not them. They'll overtake us. Yeah. They wanted to preserve the Union. What that mean? The, the war physically starts by them sending down revenue collection ships like the SS Harriet which fired on the Nashville all before Fort Sumter by the way Lincoln arrests people in Maryland over 30,000 people he just threw them in jail no trial no habeas corpus no due process nothing just throws them in jail including the mayor judges whoever he felt like shuts down over 300 newspapers and again, there is no TV or radio, so that is the news. He just shuts it down, tyrant style. And then they fire into a crowd, murdering people. The first people killed in the Civil War were civilians in Maryland who were killed by Massachusetts uh, regulars in the Union Army. After firing on the ships and the blockade and all that, then the South shells Fort Sumter, right? But like the Israelis, they're like, ah! Oh! Hamas is rocketing us for no reason. They shelled Fort Sumter because you sent the revenue collection, the ta the revenue cutters created by Hamilton to go there and collect tariffs on exports that you had no right to collect because they were not part of the United States anymore. And they sent warships along with them knowing the South wasn't going to pay the tax. So they sent in the warships to Charleston Harbor. That's an act of war. And they shot at them. All that happened before shelling Fort Sumter. Nobody died at Fort Sumter from the shelling. One guy misfired his own gun later and killed himself. But <clears throat> they weren't even trying. They were just shelling it in defiance to say, look, just surrender. If they wanted to kill them all, they could have. That's the start of the Civil War. Anyway, the 13th Amendment is when you should celebrate the end of slavery, at least black slavery in the United States, which is December 6, 1865, not June 19th. They want to make it June 19th because they want to uphold the myth that it's only the South that had slaves and that the war is about slavery. Six northern states and the capital all had slaves, as did some of the Indian territories on the northern side. And they had no, they didn't, they, 
they had the Supreme Court before the war. There was no movement, motion, nothing to end slavery. And they were codified in the Constitution with the Corman Amendment, which the North passed. It was ratified. The South didn't vote for it because they said, we're not part of the Union. The deal was, if you stay in the Union, you can vote for this amendment, which the northern states have already signed, and codify slavery in the Constitution. And they still rejected it. And they'd already given up all claims on Western territories. So don't give me that bull either. It wasn't about slavery. That's what it has to be about now. You know, that's like saying because the civil rights era and Vietnam are during the same time that we're killing Vietnamese people for civil rights or something. Nah. It exacerbated it because the draft got people of all color having to go over to Vietnam and fight America's wars. You say, hey, if everybody has to die in these wars, then why do we have racial segregation? It's a good point to make, but it ain't why we're in Vietnam. You know, there were, women were given the right to vote in Japan after World War II, right? When they wrote the new constitution, you had women's suffrage in Asia. That's not why they're fighting the Japanese. We weren't fighting the Japanese to give uh, women the right to vote. That was a, a consequence of it, but they're fighting the Japanese in World War II because it's part of the Axis powers that bombed Pearl Harbor. Now, they didn't bomb Pearl Harbor just because. It's because of the McCullum memo and the blockade on oil and agitation and firing on Japanese troops in China and other places by the United States that agitated and, and you know brought that event about. But you can't look at the consequence of the war and say, well, afterwards, Japan had a republic and a constitution and women's suffrage. And isn't that great? That is not at all why they were fighting, though. And slavery does end after the Civil War. It was being phased out anyway. <clears throat> and would have happened a lot earlier had there not been such strong tariffs on exports. They're not going to give up free labor uh, while they're being squeezed on the other end. 40 cents of all the, all the uh, proceeds for each dollar made on selling cotton went to the north. Anyway, we got some shekel chats. Uh, R2923 also sent, he sends 1370. <laughs> Thank you, 1370. That's the best smart-ass donation I've ever seen. Says, Happy Father's Day. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. I think I want to know who the victim is, and all of us should give them 1370. Like this girl that had to pay Maxwell. It's a Jane Doe, but maybe through her lawyer or something. Wouldn't it be cool? I'm going to ask Sean Atwood about this. If we did a GoFundMe and everybody gave her 1370, I didn't just fuck. Fuck Maxwell. DJ Cogdill says, from what I've heard, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan knew about a bunch of students getting raped. And I think Ohio University, is that true or is he innocent? Well, I mean, I can't tell you what he knew or didn't, and we can only speculate, but that is Les Wexner and Schotenstein's uh, territory. And a lot of those Ohio, Ohio State University was donating to Abigail Wexner's foundation. Right, and she's the one appointing the trustees and so on, and they were raping children at a. Uh, they 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 named the gymnasium after Les Wexner, but they were raping children there. Uh, they had a uh, what a physical fitness doctor or whatever that was raping little boys over and over again, and the Schottenstein. I went over all this on Atwood show. Let's uh, go back and watch it. We're gonna have a Epstein marathon on the arrest anniversary in July. 
So I'll be playing all those back to back to back. It's going to go all day. Because I've, I've talked about this. All different stuff for about 20 hours straight. If you combine just the Atwood shows. I'm going to add the Jackman Radio show too. DJ Cogdell said. Oh, I got that one. Joe Shanley says. When you try to research on the internet. It's hard to find that Fort Sumter is a tax collection. Fort of the North fired first. It's crazy the links they go to suppress that information. You just go to DawsonTime.com. Just look up, I'll tell you the name, like, look up the USS Harriet. Spelled with an I. The USS Harriet was a revenue cutter sent to Charleston to collect the taxes. And you can learn, and that ship actually continued to fight on the northern behalf until it was captured, ironically, in Galveston. You know, where Juneteenth was celebrated? The South captured that boat and turned it into a southern ship. And the sad thing is, when they were storming the boat, uh, you had a little father-son conflict. A father killed his own son and aborted the ship, and he died in his arms. Or it might have been the other way around. Maybe the son killed the father. I had to look that up. Sorry, I, I don't. I think it's that way. And anyway, um, that's the brother versus brothers. How pointless this, that stupid war was. Lincoln was the monster. The whole thing could have been resolved without firing a single shot. He could have just lowered the damn tariff. And they wouldn't have succeeded. And they would have phased out slavery anyway, as was being done across the entire Western world. You could have made that a condition even. Like, we're going to make the tariff down to 10% or 0 or something on the condition of ending slavery. That would have been agreeable. I mean, they only Virginia had lost by only one vote to get rid of slaves as it was already. A lot of them were felt burned because the northern states, a lot of them had just recently, the ones that had gotten rid of slavery, had just done so. And right before they did, they sold all their slaves to the south. Chuck U. Farley sends Rainbow Frog and 10 bucks. Thank you very much. Fire Pixie, Hishashi Buddy. With the dead Ulysses Grant says, Hi, what are all these people doing in YouTube chat? Why don't they come over to Entropy where all the cool and smart kids are? Rainbow Frog, P.S. Be aware of the tiny hats. Squirrel, squirrel, spinning, spinning. Yeah, uh, the Entropy link is right there. Dawson Times right there. You can watch this exact same video on Entropy where all the cool kids are. And you have the option of donating or not. And you can read all the shekel chats as well. Voluntarist for five says they used the Mississippi secession as proof about slavery. The secession papers are not official anything. All right. The official actual papers for secession say little more than we, you know, we are, we are resolved to leave the union, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say any reasons or nothing in there. There were secession papers in Mississippi and South Carolina that definitely mentioned slavery. That wasn't something that they put in there because that was agreeable with the North. That was appealing to, first, you got all the border states to have slaves, and New Jersey still had slaves. That It was being phased out in New Jersey. They were saying, like, all right, the slaves that exist are still slaves, but their children won't be slaves. So when all these slaves die, then, then we'll get rid of it or whatever. Uh, but then they just enslaved the Chinese and American Indians. American Indians would rather die, though. They're like, nah, I'm not going to be a slave. 
Um, <clears throat> anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So secession papers mentioned slavery. Like, yeah. And that was something like a lot of the North agreed with. Okay. And it's appeal to the wealthiest people in the state are slaveholding plantations with money. You're going to need in a political movement. It's something you go around and say. Okay. And there definitely were people. Everybody was racist in the 1860s and they did believe in slavery and it was totally wrong. And uh, there were slaveholders that lived in the South, of course. But the North was not threatening to take the slaves away. What they said is, oh, they're going to th they're going to take it away. But there had never been a move. There's only the abolitionists. There was nobody in government or a judge or anything to do that. They did the opposite. They said that labor rights were up to the states. Now, there was an argument with Bleeding Kansas of whether or not slavery would expand to the West, which was a Western argument. It really didn't have anything to do with South Carolina, <laughs> especially. But yeah, they mentioned that. But the counter proposal to that was the Corwin Amendment that said, okay, keep your slaves, stay in the Union. And the first state to secede is South Carolina, followed by Mississippi that they didn't know. So that wasn't a genuine thing. A majority of people in the South did not own slaves and still seceded. Everybody got affected by the tariff issue. And it wasn't just that. It was this northern dominance. They were trying to create a little Ireland, which is what they did after the war during Reconstruction. The 10 wealthiest states in America became the 10 poorest states because of the treatment and the scallywags and carpetbaggers that went down there. He had all republic, all 12 new states that joined the union had Republican senators, 24 new senators. They had a supermajority. They were able to overrule any veto by Andrew Johnson. And what did they do? They awarded themselves money. They took state money and they awarded it to the railroads and the steel foundries and all the, the corporatocracy that Lincoln had created was able to live off the government tit, just like Wall Street does today. The Goldman Sachs and Citigroup and all the people that got the billions of dollars from the U.S. federal government that you had to pay for. They weren't just bailed out by the Fed. The government had to pay off their debts. Too big to fail, right? These are the same factions, that these Wall Street tycoons and banks that pushed for a war with the South. They could not allow a free trade zone. The South would have been extremely wealthy. In fact, it just the southern states in the United States were the wealthiest nation in the world at the time uh, and had surpassed any country in Europe. Trade was booming. 80% of all cotton that was traded globally was from the southern half of the United States. And that's what they're making blue jeans and all these new textiles. That cotton fueled the Industrial Revolution. It's because of cotton, which created textiles, what helped everybody industrialize. Now, Ted K probably wouldn't like that, but that's what happened. And it was the lack of cotton from the South that allowed Turkey and Egypt and the, you know, the Ottomans and stuff to uh, fill in the void in that market and become very wealthy and powerful themselves leading up to World War I. Anyhow, Voluntarist says, Happy Father's Day. So, by the way, so the Corbin was rejected. And, of course, three states uh, never mentioned it. And then... Uh, Lincoln blockades Virginia and North Carolina. And so they leave, and then Tennessee is the last to leave. 
Voluntarist says, Happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you very much, Voluntarist. There's a free, sheet, free speech shekel chat on Entropy. What you do, since we're not allowed to super chat because we're not the privileged class, and I say things that go against orthodoxy and authority on the coof, on election fraud, on a number of things, especially historical things, they get all mad and like, where's your racist? It's part of their myth. Now, as far as the race stuff goes, slavery is not a product of race. It's not even a product of racism. Slavery existed for thousands of years before it was ever racial because people did not have the ability to go to a different continent and capture people and bring them back and make them slaves. So they just enslaved the people next to them. Egypt had slaves, the Babylonian Empire had slaves, other than Cyrus the Great, the Persian Empire had slaves, the Greeks, the Romans, the you pick somebody, the Chinese, whatever, everybody had slaves. They enslaved so many Eastern Europeans, that's where the word comes from, from the Slavs that were enslaved by Western Europeans and by Arabs. There were far more, by I mean millions more slaves traded in the Barbary slave trade in North Africa than all of the Americas put together. Far more than North America and the Caribbean. And far longer. Brazil wouldn't end slavery till the 1880s. <clears throat> there were more white slaves than black. And for far longer. The gap in wealth between Western and Eastern Europeans is greater than the gap in wealth between white and black Americans. <clears throat> America had already started phasing slavery out with Thomas Jefferson ending the transatlantic slave trade. It wasn't a racial thing. There were free blacks and they were enslaved blacks. It started off more as a bigoted thing. Well, these people aren't Christian, so it's okay. Well, as they become Christian, you need a different excuse. Okay, well, they have inferior blood or something. Right? And the race thing was very new and very short-lived. So racism was definitely an issue. But race was not. The people who were owning slaves... Are the same people who are killing Indians and all these other bad things. We're not doing it because of the color of their skin. They did it because of greed. Power behaves that way. And people, they did it too. Other people of the same color behave the same way. Blacks in Africa and the Middle East enslaved uh, other blacks or anybody they could actually. And went on tribal ethnic cleansing and that still happens now. So they didn't have any Indians to kill, but they killed other Africans and uh, they tried to they tried to conquer North too. Um, they had pieces of Spain for a while. like <clears throat> that is slavery has been around since ancient times. and everyone engaged in it, whites, blacks, Asians, some Native American groups, and definitely Arabs, Persians, everybody had slaves. It was not a product of genetics. 
and it was upheld in religion. Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they're all okay with slavery. Practiced it for 1,800 years in Christianity. But it was Western Civ was the first to break from it. Now there was a brief window way before Islam when Cyrus the Great ended slavery in the Babylonian Empire that he conquered. And that was a rare thing. But the Greeks would bring it back again. So, other than Cyrus, it, there was always a continual slavery, thousands of years. Upheld by religion, upheld by the monarchs. Uh, what really ended it is wage slavery was more cost efficient and cheaper. And so it was a win-win for the owner class and the peasant class. And the Brits saw it as, well, France has conquered most of Africa. So if we end uh, black slavery, that'll undermine the French more than it'll hurt us. So it was like a very callous financial decision. Now, there are obviously other people that probably did have a moral argument on top of that. But if you look at the history of how government works, when does a moral compass ever the guide, right? Like why did they end the apartheid in South Africa? That went on until the 90s, the 1990s. You knew it was wrong morally for a very long time, but it doesn't end, right, until it's financially beneficial. And that's how it was in the United States, too. You cannot give me this crap to say, well, the, the people on the railroad, those Chinese people that died out there, they got paid, you know, a dollar a month or whatever. It was slavery. They didn't want, they got chained up and sent there on a boat. Like, they didn't travel there as tourists to say, oh, I'm going to go see the Wild West Americas from China and maybe I'll work my ass off on a railroad until I die. They were sold. They were slaves. And that was well after the 13th Amendment. Right? That doesn't count enslaving Asians. <clears throat> it ought to. I mean, they weren't even categorized as people till the 1900s. The, California put the last Yanni Indian in a museum in a cage like a zoo animal. And that was after World War I. They did Religious Crimes Act in the 1920s and the Dawes Act. Sickening. Dawes Act was before that, but <clears throat> nobody got land back until Nixon. He gave the towels their lake back, uh, but that was in exchange for sending 47,000 American Indians to Vietnam who got sent on ridiculous missions like scouting through the jungle and stuff. It's so dumb. Monkey Farts 25 says, What do you think would have happened if Stonewall was given Beauregard's command in the Western Front? Would he and Forrest, uh, I think he meant, have held the West or would it, uh, it have weakened Virginia Front? Well, it would have weakened the Virginia Front to get rid of Stonewall Jackson for sure. It wasn't... Um, Forrest was fine, even without Jackson. The problem was Bragg. General Bragg was an idiot. Like, he might as well have fought for the North. Because Forrest knew. Sherman's got 100,000 troops, and he's got one railroad feeding them all the supplies. Let me go around him and cut that off. 
and they'll starve and they'll mutiny and they'll run. And Sherman had nightmares about this because he knew he was vulnerable. He had a very good, well, he didn't have very good, but he had a very large army in the field. Most of them are green. <clears throat> and they were losing battles, but they went through attrition. And the South just did, literally didn't even have enough bullets. Like if they just sat there and stood still and got shot, the South still would run out of bullets <clears throat> in the West. They actually met each other, General Forrest and General Sherman, uh, on a ferry boat in uh, the Mississippi River, I believe. And Sherman said to him, I, you gave me nightmares. And he said, he said we had one supply line and 105,000 troops. And I always was sweating in my bed thinking Forrest is going to show up behind me and cut off that line. And Forrest said to him, if General, ba if General Bragg had lifted the reins or uh, uncuffed me, I don't remember this exact phrase, I would have made your nightmare come true. Because Forrest knew and wanted to do it. I mean, he's the one that he said to, he attacked the Navy with mounted troops, with his cavalry, which is what the hell you're attacking gunboats with horses. Well, he did it at night and he got in quick enough and he got him docked and he set him on fire and he did millions of dollars in damage. It wasn't just hitting supplies. It was a major blow. Sherman couldn't stand him and he had his six shooters. And that's a big deal. Like if everyone's like reloading their musket or whatever, and they're all freaking out and nervous, you know, and they didn't have the discipline of the Virginia Army um, or Tennessee Volunteers and things. They had, they had, you know, cut their teeth in the Mexican War and the Seminoles War and and uh, Utah Indian War and things. So they, you know, had the nerves. Anyway, if you can just have a repeat, Kong, 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 that's a a big advantage so Forrest was excellent general he also had he was kind of special forces with the best weapons around on either side with those revolvers at least for uh, close range mounted attack so after you go in and charge and you do your volley you got uh, six shots still Sherman had the same guns and repeat Spencer rifles and better cannons and everything else and Forrest whooped them all the time but not every time. But Lee whooped them all. Grant came over from the west and went to Virginia and lost. Battle of the Wilderness, he had over 100,000 troops. Lee licked him again. He, Grant pulled up a barrel and cried. And then he probably got drunk. But um, did Stonewall, had Stonewall survived Chancellorsville, um, who knows what would have happened. Because Lee, Stonewall together kept whooping them. If Stonewall had been at the Wilderness... You know, if they just let Gordon go earlier, a half hour earlier, they could have routed the entire Northern Army. I'm of the opinion the North would have just built another one because they were still, they had over 450,000 conscripts from Europe, mostly Ireland and, and what's now Germany. So, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. He would, they would have made a brand new army and they would have sent them down there to die. And I think Lee eventually would have surrendered because he's like, how many hundreds of thousands of Yankees do I need to kill? All these young men are dying. And for what? Right? Like, maybe we'll just pay the damn tax. I don't know. Best, oh, well, let's see. Da, 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 da. It would have been neat to see. It, Stonewall probably would have shot Bragg in the face and uh, relieved him. And <laughs> I don't know. It's That's a nice what if question. 
Best dressed guest says personal opinion: the draft and military conscription is on par with, if not worse, than slavery. It certainly is when you're not the most powerful military on earth, because then you're definitely got a chance of dying, right? Um, I don't see how military conscription is not slavery. Like you're being forced to go risk your life over political decisions that you had no say in. So you should have a voluntary military. If you have to get conscripts, that is the worst form of slavery. That's worse. That's way worse than picking, you know, doing the sugar cane, which is the worst cattle slavery. Picking cotton is pretty mild compared to the sugar cane business or mining. I mean, they were losing 20 Africans a week in Rhodesia with the with the mines getting diamonds for uh, tiny hats. But military conscription, I mean, you're being, first you're being forced to kill people, which is sick. You might be morally opposed to that. People didn't do anything to you most of the time that live halfway across the world most of the time, and you could die or be maimed or blind for life, and it's sick. DJ Cogdill for three says, Got to dip out. Happy Father's Day, man. I wish I had a dad of my own to spend it with. The South was right and still is. I also can't wait to see you get your package I sent and your Dagnalon flag. The package arrived in North Carolina. Uh, I don't know if they're going to forward that to Japan or what the deal is. I will ask my father about that. Uh, you have the dad. Um, you know, you can always salutation, uh, libations, excuse me, for him. Um, but yeah, man, there's lots of other father figures too. We still got Ron Paul. So happy, uh, and you can always become a father yourself and celebrate Father's Day that way. Voluntarist for three says completely unrelated, but TYT has accused Jimmy Dore of sexual harassment and they're eating each other, ha. Huh? Yeah, Anna the House Armenian said she wore a mini skirt so short you could see her G-string without her bending over. And Jimmy Dore said something like, nice work skirt, which is funny. I mean, you're friends, you know each other a long time, he makes a comment on your skirt. You're basically like dressing like a stripper showing your underwear. Um, we see why she got the job now. It's not sexual harassment. If it is, whatever. I mean, are you sexually harassing Rush Limbaugh when you said he had a small dick? Right? I Israeled that from Pug. But, like, you're you're talking about a man's dick. Is that not sex, sexual harassment? Oh, no. it's This is not a two-way street. This is a one-way street. So what? He made a comment like that. He's a communist, so I don't care. He is anti-war, whatever. He's an idiot, and uh, they're just the worst. And he used to work for him. I mean, that's what you get when you hang out with shit libs. Like, you cannot talk... If you have a shit lib woman like that, full support for the Syrian war and terrorists, by the way. They're full-on Al-Qaeda propagandists at this point over there with Shrek and Anna the House Armenian. You can't talk to... Don't talk to him. Don't even say hello. He said hello, but he said it in a provocative way, like a Lionel Richie way. Hello. Yeah, oh... Uh, is it me you're looking for? No, 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 no. You can't do that. Don't talk to liberals. That's sexual harassment. Don't look at them. That's eyeball rape. If you look at them too long, it's eyeball rape. These young men, like, you wonder why they're turning east to Asia? <laughs> because Western women have lost their minds. Like, oh, 
I don't want to say the wrong thing in a text or or make a joke or comment on an appearance. You can't tell someone they're beautiful. You can't say you're pretty. Uh, that's sexual harassment. They have to want it. Well, how do you know if they want a compliment or not? And then they complain about not getting compliments. I'm like, well, boys are afraid to say anything to you, uh, especially in writing. Because you turn around umpteen years later and say, I was sexually harassed. And me too. You know, the worst part of that is, is there are people who are actually sexually harassed and actually raped, not with eyeballs, but, you know, real rape. And you are detracting from those claims every time you make a false claim. Every time you do this pettiness and this BS sexual harassment, and people are just like, it's like yelling Nazi at everything. The public's just going to roll its eyes and go, uh huh, sexual harassment. What do you do? Shake your hand too long? What? You know, you're disgusting. You're hurting women and men who are really sexually harassed by making any and everything sexual harassment. That's disgusting. Anna's one of those women. Jimmy Dore did not sexually harass Anna Kaspersky and whatever fucking house Armenian. She's just a liberal spurg. And she's mad. You know, Jimmy Dore is surpassing them. You have this idiot comedian who's at least honest, right? For as far as I can tell. Totally anti-war. Right, calls the bullshit on both parties. Well, except the Communist Party, but he calls the bullshit on Democrats and Republicans. Criticized Obama, criticizes Biden, definitely criticized Trump. Right, TYT can't do that. They're partisan hacks. Right, Shank, Shrek, excuse me, looks like <laughs> he looks like the liberal Alex Jones. Like these fat head short guys. They just rage out. They yell at women and beta males. They surround themselves with beta people so they can yell at him. He gets all red in the face. He freaked out in an airport because they treated him like they treat everyone else. Like shit. So he's, do you know who I am? He wanted his special privilege. I'm a celebrity. I, 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 oh, I'm going to say mean things about you on my podcast. Like, they give a fuck. Shrek. So disgusting. Fuck TYT. Uh, Jimmy Dore, you're a pussy for not having me on. He's like, that's the 9-11 guy, right? Yeah, I'm the 9-11 guy. Why don't we have a discussion about 9-11? You can decide how kooky it is or isn't. No, not going to do that. But they're all friends with Luke Ripofsky. He goes on there. He goes on with Tim Pool all the time. And he's the 9-11 charlatan. So... I know who's cock blocking me on those shows. Mr. Cokehead, Lou Brickowski. Fuck TYT. Any other questions <laughs> on this fine Father's Day? At least Father's Day in Japan. I guess it's not till tomorrow in the other half of the world. It's Father's Day in Australia and New Zealand, Kiwi Land. So, happy Father's Day to y'all. You can like and share, by the way. We're, we were at 81,000. Now we're at, what, 5,700? <laughs> Suck. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. Anyway, Juneteenth was not the end of slavery in the United States. December 6th was the last states to get rid of slavery 
in America, we're all in the North. You just remind people of that. They held on to and get and get this. They did not pass the 13th Amendment on the first try. With only the North voting, they couldn't pass it. New Jersey went against it. I think Ohio went against it. California abstained. They, they couldn't get people to vote for the 13th Amendment. After Lincoln was dead, they finally passed the 13th Amendment. And the rationale was not, we have to free the slaves. It's a moral issue. It was, we can create a voting block for Republicans if we uh, liberate blacks and give them the right to vote. But they only gave them the right to vote in the South. They did not allow black suffrage in many northern states for years to come. And in other places where they did allow it, they allowed it, but they didn't really allow it. Like New York, for example. So I think it was the second largest northern state or tied for it. Uh, they said, okay, blacks can vote. But only uh, black men can vote, excuse me. Black males can vote, but only if they own property. Which, like, none of them did. So they weren't really allowed to vote. But they could vote in the South if they vote Republican, right? And it's been that way since the flip. 95, until Trump, I guess it went down a little bit. But between 95 to 90% of blacks always vote Democrat. But, you know, they vote for it's like, oh, that party will give me free stuff. Well, if you're going to pay me, I'll vote for you. That's illegal. It's like, oh, we're going to make certain categories and award them money if they vote for this particular party so we can maintain political power. They took the right of white Southern veterans, their rights to vote away and gave votes to blacks. So it wasn't about universal suffrage or anything like, well, these people are going to vote for our party. So they can vote. These other people are not going to vote for our party. So they're not allowed to vote. And that's how it was. And it all they had a military occupation of every southern state except for Tennessee. Why not Tennessee? Because Tennessee already had a Republican government. The rest are all Dixiecrats. And so they put an occupation there to change political power. Ulysses Grant became president. Do you really think the southern states voted for Grant? Fuck no. And he was the worst, other than Lincoln, he was the worst president the U.S. has ever had. He's the one they named lobbies after. Lobbyists would meet him in the hotel lobby. It was just pay to play, Biden style. And we're getting to that point now, right, where Biden and his administration are talking about the, the threats of white supremacy. Which is a total non-issue. We are not inundated with neo-Nazis and skinheads and stuff everywhere. Or the Klan. The Klan, by the way, was a military order to fight against property confiscation. That's what it started as. After the Hollywood film, Birth of a Nation, it becomes this uh, racist terrorist organization. Well, that's not what it was. But that's what it becomes and its leadership and largest membership, again, all in the north. Indiana and Illinois was the base of the the clan that you're familiar with, with the white hoods that run around hanging black people and stuff. All Yankees. Not all, but the majority of the clan and the Grand Wizard, Dragon, whatever, all 
northerners. They didn't want to live with blacks. That was another motivation for abolition is free them and ship them out of here. And Lincoln, three days before he died, was meeting with people to take blacks and ship them to Haiti and down to Panama and just out of the United States. Like They can't live together. You can't have mixed blood. You can't live with these two races. Separation is the only way. And they didn't mean segregation. They meant send them back to Africa type. And they did send blacks to Liberia. They did send blacks to the Caribbean. He sent 500 blacks to Haiti, half of whom died. They thought, oh, we can't do that because uh, it looks bad internationally. Let's find another place to put them. But they didn't want them in the north. And they had the draft riots where the Yankees went around murdering and hanging black people. Largest race riot ever at the time. It would only be surpassed by the race rights in California where they ran around killing Chinese people. Anywho, Voluntress for Five says, there is a documentary about spinning squirrels. You know anything about squirrels being re-uploaded? I know. Um, the Spinning Squirrel is on brand new tube. It's a very, if you're into squirrels and nature films, I really recommend watching the Spinning Squirrel, Psych Warfare, on brand new tube. Left of Right Since 3 says, Who Killed Barry Seal? Hey, hey. I'm not going to spoil that one, but... Well, I might, but where is it? Get this book. American Made, Who Killed Barry Seal, Pablo Escobar, or George H.W. Bush? To find out the answer. I've said the answer before, but I'm going to make it harder for you to find it because I would like people to buy Atwood's books since he's also promoting my books, but I would do it anyway. So get the book, Who Killed Barry Seal? Who, uh, you know, trained with David Ferry, by the way. I hope you know who that is. Uh, did I miss one? Let me see. felt like I missed one. No, I didn't. But Fire Pixie is in the lead, followed by Monkey Farts. It's silver. And I think uh, J29R23 with the 1370 is in third. <laughs> 1370. <laughs> Send 1370 for Father's Day. Fuck Maxwell. Man, look at this cunt. Sorry my language, but. Maxwell gets this from money from a judge. The judge is appointed by Bill Clinton, and he's protecting rapist rabbis in New York. You can't make this stuff up. Like, you can't. You just, of course, right? Oh yeah, look at that. What you doing, Rabbi? I'm just raping little boys. Oh okay, no big deal. By the way, Biden maps are in the mail. They're no longer pre-order. You can just order them now. They are. In the United States and ready to go. Uh, so if you live there or Canada or Mexico, you'll get it real fast. If you are our, our brothers in uh, the UK or Australia or something, you, we will mail it from Asia because that's just as fast as from the US and you can still get yours. We got them here. If you're in Japan, 
and only in Japan you can get one autographed. Because it's the one that I can sign it from here. The rotating rodent is in Hulkamania. Somebody asked, if you're going to, um, if you want questions answered, you got a shekel chat. I'm sorry, it's not fair to the people who do. So I let that one slide. Oh, I got some other news. This is sad. Yeah, I was so pissed off at the them not sending Epstein maps and stuff, and then we're like, what the hell happened to the Dan Crenshaw commercial? Well, we've got some really bad news. Uh, the guy that was doing that uh, is in jail because of the Capitol riots. And this person didn't, I, I know they weren't writing or whatever, but they probably went to film it or something. And so that, that is why uh, no commercial or anything. And he, there was, because this person is anonymous and like nobody knew how to reach him other than me. Because we designed it that way. Uh, and so I didn't find out until finally his wife or whatever. I kept, you know, calling his Skype and nothing. So I... <laughs> what a fucking kick in the nuts. So uh, I don't know what, what what to do about that. I want to get all of them out. It is goddamn ridiculous that these people are still sitting in prison for walking around the Capitol building. And there's... All these cameras, you know, hours of footage when you combine them all of what went down, which would catch the COINTELPRO like they want to go in and edit it all. Probably you got the FBI agents that spent the night in hotels with these groups, encouraged violence, made the plan, stormed the barricades. Let's go. Let's roll. Right. Wearing their MAGA hats and gear and stuff. So imagine if the public said, "Nah, we're not doing that. Right. They still would have done it. The plan was to dis disrupt the House from being able to talk about voter fraud, which was being done. That means they had to cover it up. Like, what's the point? Otherwise, just let them talk about it. Why is the FBI encouraging a group to storm the Capitol? Because they needed an event to act as a pretext to stop Ted Cruz and others from talking about the fraud and they killed Ashley Babbitt reacting to their own provocations they shot an unarmed woman and murdered her and we're not even allowed to know who pulled the trigger just secret killings and Trump did nothing about it he was still the president could have said who killed Ashley Babbitt just nothing spineless all mouth typical New Yorker Fed entrapment. We got video. I got one on Twitter. The guys just saying, let's go storm. And they're all like, Fed, Fed, Fed. And he's like, you know, peacefully, peacefully. Secure an agent. You're calling tell pro. He's got his brand new MAGA hat on. Whatever. All right. There was voter fraud. And that was the FBI. Started the whole thing. So there's an ANC member in jail, and I didn't even know. Because there's, once they're there, there's no way to contact you. They were still late on Epstein maps, but whatever. Like that, that commercial, I had seen the sketches and drawings for it. Like, so I was like, oh, this will be out in days, right? And we're trying to get it out before the sixth. So that you know, that's that.
That's sad. Got a new artist and stuff now, but uh, not good enough to do that kind of thing. I already paid him too. You know what? I don't know, man. Did, what do we do? If you stand up for these people, they're like, you're a white supremacist Nazi. Da, 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 da. It wasn't white supremacists. Even if you think the Capitol riot was like hooligans that were going to try to murder people in the Capitol or whatever, none of it was racial. It wasn't white supremacists, but you have the survivors, right? <laughs> survivors, like it's the Holocaust or something. You have these congressmen and women saying stuff like, I could blend in, I was white. I didn't know how my POC people felt. <laughs> people of color. They weren't racist. It had nothing to do with race. They were there about voter fraud. Duh. That's all they talked about. Nobody in that MAGA camp or whatever, and there were shit libs in there interviewing him too. Nobody cared about race. That wasn't an issue. That's an issue for the left all day, every day. Because they haven't really resolved that in their head yet. Groups with raging inferiority complex identify with minorities because they look at them as though they're inferior. So they're like, oh, you're one of us. They're not inferior. But to the liberal they are. And they can help them from above, right? Oh, I'm a privilege. I can help the little poor Latinx or whatever. Or the poor blacks or something. That's looking down on people. It's pretentious. It's paternalistic racism. But they always accuse others of what they're guilty of themselves. That's the satanic motto. The accuser. That's what the CIA does. Accuse them of your own crimes. You gotta see the documentary on psych warfare. The spinning squirrel. I might screen it here live and then oven it. How about that? That'd be something. Do you think that'd be a nice holiday? Maybe July 4th? <laughs> Screen spinning squirrel? Nobody knows who made it. I mean, they already took out my YouTube, so why not? Right? This is the consequence for that. Let's get rid of this. This judge thing. Well, I need to show us some stuff. Let's get rid of this one. I don't want to see that ugly face Julian Julian Assange is in jail George Floyd's getting statues made they have a statue of George Fentanyl they want to rob the grave of AP Hill on Monument Avenue in Richmond guys fought in several American wars as well as the Civil War they want to rob his grave and remove his statue and they want to build a statue to George Floyd a criminal in and out of jail pistol whipped a pregnant woman passing off counterfeit bills high out of his mind drug user abuser and seller and he dies having a panic attack under a some cop's leg as he wouldn't get in the car he, he's a hero and Julian Assange is a traitor that sits in prison. Think how fucked that is.
share this on your actually I'm about to end it so sharing it won't matter this video will self-destruct because they're not allowed to you know talk freely on YouTube you have to erase it before they come in and uh, delete your channel but a copy of it will all all the stuff is archived on ancreport.com and vid.ancreport.com I think the moderators will put links to that in the window now let's go to a funny commercial Did you just Israel my juice? Did you just Israel my chair? God gave it to me. What? God said I could have it. God said you could have it. That's my juice. I get that back. That's my juice. God said it was mine. Give me my chair. Give me my juice. America! Hey! Have you or someone you love been in? We had a shekel chat come in from Anderson Paladin that says, Look, every effing time, LEFT left. Oh, someone got my book for Father's Day, Separation of Business and State. Awesome. You can get the uh, audiobook. It's on the website. You want to listen to it in your car or whatever. Play it real loud at the gym or something. <laughs> Act like... You don't know your headphones aren't in and just have it on blast. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it is good. I like those commercials. Y'all should make your own Don't Israel commercial. If you make a good one, you send it to me. I'll play them all. It's a real easy script. You have something. Somebody steals it. You say, hey, that's mine. They say, no, God gave it to me. He said, you just Israel my blank. So simple. I made a bunch. They seem to all be with hot women, except for the one I made with Addy Ads. He's the only guy in the commercials. But he was there. He's willing to do it. Got his day of 15 minutes of fame or whatever. <laughs> I think I'd been showed from YouTube before. Uh, yeah, I had been. Before, so he never was on the major channel, but whatever. Okay, then. Um, happy Father's Day. It is the anniversary of the Rosenbergs being murdered that's not bad and it is not the end of slavery in America that would have been in December uh, the Syrian girl simps are just disgusting I get it it's like a girl and she's also political and you know when a girl is political it makes her a lot hotter than her like base level but God, simps, simps or simps, doesn't matter. Hashtag we are Ryan Dawson. Yeah, put that on, on your tweets. I tweeted to YouTube, said, hey, you deleted my channel and you wouldn't allow me to um, 
you would not allow me to do any appeals. You wouldn't even tell me what I was accused, which videos had hate speech. You know what it's for standing up for Palestinians. I got a strike a long time ago for a video titled Palestinians are people too. And then Google ads got rid of ads on ANC report because we talked about Ahmed Tamimi slapping an Israeli soldier. They felt like that was embarrassing. This, these are the kind of petty people we're dealing with. People who sue for $13.70. Who does that? Who in the world does something that petty? Every time. Every time.